Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I am here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. And, uh... Before we get into the quote, um, we were supposed to be joined by Justin Dietrich this year, this this podcast, but he is going to join us next week. He had a last minute uh, uh, issue that came up, and so he had to pop out, but that's okay. We are going to have him on next week, so if you're expecting to hear Justin this week and a whole follow-up with Maker Camp, we will do that next week, although we will talk about Maker Camp tonight. So, All right, Devin, what do you got for us tonight? No house should ever be on a hill or on anything. It should be of the hill belonging to it hill and house should live together with each the happier for the other okay huh uh, that sounds like a quote from Frank Lloyd Wright, only because his uh, his house. I think that because he he built all sorts of awesome buildings that kind of kind of were part of their environment. But um, especially right, his main right. house, where his designs were, was a building called Taliesin, and it was like part of a hill, like kind of sticking out from it. It's kind of cool. What was uh, George Costanza's alter ego? Did he have a his architect name? Uh, hmm, architect name. I'm an architect. I thought he I had don't a. Remember. I don't. I just remember. Uh, <laughs> say, was it say? The what was his name when he came out of the bathroom? Say something, something. I, I just remember him talking about they're like when he talks to Jerry and he's like they pretend that they don't know each other. He's like, really? You're an architect. And his girlfriend's like, what have oh, you yeah, done? Right. He's like, you know the new wing on the Guggenheim? She's like, you did that? Yeah. Didn't really take that long either. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's right. What was uh, it when he said? Then, and he like ran out of the bathroom and he wanted him to say some name that he was like, say something. And he's like, you want to be my latex salesman. Huh. That? I, I think that's Just a different episode. Say, I know, yeah. And then Jerry goes, uh, you really went bald there, didn't you? <laughs> 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 mm. That's great. Anyway, yeah, let's do Seinfeld quotes instead of a. Yeah, just yeah, that's gonna be great. That we'll that like is half, get them half. <laughs> that is Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, yeah, um, right. nice. Yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> um, no, not that's not Beatles. That's uh, isn't it? Simon Garfunkel, right? No, yeah, that too. Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so I don't know. I, I like that quote. I was looking for um, different architecture quotes, and when you type that in, frankly, right, definitely comes up to the top. Obviously, that's like if you ask anyone in the street if they know a architect, that's who they know. Right, um, yeah. Which is yeah. actually who designed that part of the Guggenheim. Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> when Gustav said he, or I guess he did the Guggenheim, and I don't know about the new wing, right? Who designed right, the, he said, the Guggenheim? <laughs> yeah. <frankly> right. <laughs> so a project should be of its environment. Obviously, that's yeah. a whole that can be. It all depends on the way you view it. Uh, some people might want it to stand out, bold, you know, right, and not of it. It maybe maybe you don't want each to be happier for the other. Maybe you want one to maybe. stand out, like a skyscraper right. that right. is a, a a monument to what we can do. You know how? Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that juxtaposition between two things, like pushing against each other, mm-hmm. is part of the conversation that the art is having. Right. Um, but when it comes to, I don't know, I guess when it comes to putting a piece, like a an, an architectural element into a landscape, the landscape is part of the the conversation, right? So it should be part of it. And, you know, it could be that it's like, that it's a part that's standing out separately, you know, like, I don't know, like, uh, like Frank Gehry, his, uh, his Frank Gehry, yeah, did the, um, the concert hall in Australia, the big, like mm. crazy looking concert hall. That's all like these kind of folded or kind of rounded pieces of paper. That's kind of like what it looks like, you know, that sits off of the landscape. I mean, I don't know the landscape around it, but you can imagine that, you know, doesn't necessarily have to blend into and be part of but and like you know the Taj Mahal right that's like they do have, it does have the reflecting pond so it like reflects itself and I guess when you have a flat piece of land you can only do so much yeah like you can't uh, make the pyramids yeah. blend in with the landscape <laughs> or, or maybe you, know, you can sand tan. dunes yeah right yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> they're tan <laughs> yeah that obviously makes sense with Franklin right with like falling waters you know that's like the river basically going through the house right and being part of that and and then Taliesin's built, like, as in, like, almost like a, like, if you skip something off of a hill and it, like, hung out over the hill, that's kind of part of it. So it's, like, in in the hill and also sticking out of the hill. It's kind of cool. I, uh, it, it's hard, I think, not to love Frank Lloyd Wright just because of how creative and wild and crazy his designs were. You know, like, all this mm. kind of cool, like, uh, I don't know, just really cool geometric stuff and then nature stuff and the mix between the two and uh, kind of like Art Nouveau, that kind of um, nature and art that mixes in with like when you think of elves, you know, and like <laughs> right. like Rivendell, that's Art Nouveau. It's all that like <laughs> everything is kind of flowing nature-y and like, you know, that's... Now, is, uh, it, yeah. is it possible, Dust, that Frank Lloyd Wright is the uh, Thomas Kincaid of the architecture world? That no. it's he, he that he's so <laughs> broadly accessible and liked that it's almost or the other way that John John Williams is is to to uh like the composer world. Composers, right. Like well, they no. see it's that it's so right, the whole thing if something's so broadly accepted, there's definitely gonna be be people that knock it down. Right. Um so I think so I would say no. Because although Franklin Wright is like the most, that, that's like saying is Leonardo da Vinci, you know, like Thomas, um, what'd you say? Um, Kincaid. Kincaid, right, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right, just maybe um, just because something's popular. Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's the same. Like Thomas Kincaid is about making money. And so he's marketing this super kitschy, like, I don't know, 
little cabins in the wood with weird light, like kind of this fantasy lighting and, you know, little, these little scenes that are very kitschy and very like crafty corner thing, you know, that would be good in a, like a Christmas shop, you right. know, as opposed to right. an artist who's famous because they are really good at what they do. Now, Thomas Kincaid is good at what he good at what he does, which is he's a good businessman. But I I compare him with like, you know, like Ford, you know, like and uh, other people who know how to sell what they have. Ford. Yeah. So like, he's well, I don't know if that's a fair con, con, uh, <laughs> You're comparison like, either. Fair you watch know, your mouth. <laughs> no, no, no I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying he's found a way to make money. You know, maybe Thomas Kincaid is like uh, is like Vintage Axe Works. <laughs> where he's like found a really good way to to market what he has, and uh, and he's playing up that angle <laughs> to make sure he sells what he wants to sell. Go sell his stuff in a Christmas shop. Yeah, exactly. To old ladies. Roy, we're just fucking with you, man. Just messing around. Take it easy. <laughs> he's never gonna join us on the podcast. <laughs> um. So, so to give a little bit of the obviously we're gonna talk about the Maker Camp. Because we came back, and I'm I'm still yes. recovering, uh, just because the long weekend, and then I've worked every yeah. day since. I mean, once I drove back, and I drove straight to, uh, yeah, straight to, 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 night to, to downtown Jeez. and do Monday night football, and I didn't. I mean, I was sitting in a garage in in Baltimore City at like one o'clock in the morning, oh, just like dying. Man, I was so tired that evening, and I just came home at like. Two thirty. I was just exhausted. <laughs> I can't imagine having to go straight back out and go to work. Now, obviously, when you go to work, you're like, you know, you're in it and you're doing stuff, so you're staying active. I was just like hanging around and relaxing and just like, oh, you know, like, I wanted to. I bet. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. <laughs> but uh, it was a good game, though. Ravens win again. Yes, they good did. old Lamar. Yeah. But, see, I couldn't even stay up. I stayed up until the end of fourth quarter, just watching it on my phone on the ESPN app. Mm. So not even watching the game, just watching like the numbers, oh, you know, the game cast, because I couldn't I don't get ESPN. So I, I have like, to. I have to. Way. I know a guy who has a way you can watch stuff. So hey, I'll talk you up with that. that <laughs> you know, most of the time, I'd say the majority. I'd say like you know, fourteen out of sixteen games I can watch because they're network. You know, and I do, but whatever. So I stayed up until the end of the fourth quarter when they missed the field goal, and I was like, I'm going to bed. I can't, I could not stay <laughs> awake another fifteen minutes. That was I just like the first thing I woke up in the morning. I just pulled my phone over and looked at it, and it was like whatever thirty, you know, thirty whatever, you know, yeah. twenty whatever. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that was one. I was almost I was so tired. I was just like, oh, just bet, just kick it, just make it. Yeah. Like, but yeah, then exactly. the one then when he missed it, I was excited again. But sorry, yeah. folks, if you don't watch football, or if you didn't watch that game. Good highlights. Spoiler. We're Ravens fans, <laughs> so we're going to talk about it. But anyway, so I was thinking, Dust, we could give them kind of a feel of what it was like and some of the things yeah. that went on and, and, like, a general feel of what happened if yeah, you right. weren't lucky enough to be there. And then next week we'll go into everything the with details. Justin about right. the, the timber framing and, and the things and, yeah, you know, the, the pe- people. And, yeah, yeah people. Right. uh that Justin, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll get a little more in depth next week, and we'll chat about it, and because then we can, you know, we could tell Justin what we did for the weekend. He can kind of talk to us about what he did, and then together we can kind of give the listeners an overview of what Maker Camp was like if you didn't get a chance to be there. Now, one of the cool things, though, I did meet a bunch of people who 
who really like the podcast. So that's cool, you know. So definitely makers in the community who who like the podcast. And so they about say. It. In um, front of our faces, they said they like it. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do? I mean, that's you <laughs> no, say what you're gonna say. You either like it or you don't. <laughs> and if you don't like it, that's fine too. At least they listen to it. <laughs> but so but yeah. we uh, got up early around well, whatever you you. Uh, I came and picked you up. I guess around seven yeah. or so. Yeah, yep. and we got ready, packed all up. Yep. We took off and stopped a couple times. Went to Walmart, bought way too much food. <laughs> yeah, um, <we> did. <laughs> Bought just enough beer, probably like five beers less than we should have brought. And actually, Dust, I was looking at my fridge, and there was like five beers left in my fridge. I had left just to keep, you know, when I like, for like, I'll keep a few for me. I was like, man, we could have used them on the last night. Just we're a few short. Uh, I I said it like a couple times. I was like, man, if you didn't give all our beers away the first night, we'd have enough. (laughs) That too. But, But that's part of like going to an event and meeting people and you know like you said you're like i'm good at i'm good at like what do you say i'm good at people or whatever i'm good at like i'm good at building a party you know well yeah (laughs) i mean if you want to yeah yeah if you want to get together i may not do all the other maker stuff all the time but (laughs) i can i can bring some beers to people and and try to get them going i can get a party going yeah right. and also it it was hard you know not everyone okay we'll talk about that so yeah so we drive up there Really pretty. Uh, I'm shooting GoPro stuff a lot. I'm still trying to put it together. I'm, I'm uh, getting it all in, and we'll figure out how to do it. And this will, right? I'll work on it this week, and hopefully we can have it out soon, so you guys can see a lot of the stuff we did. But yeah, right on. Uh, head up there, and then we kind of get there. It was a pretty nice, nice drive. Um, yeah. Relatively yeah, short. Good. I whatever it took us like five and a half hours. Yeah. Um, which was a lot better than a lot of people. A lot of people flew in and. Drove from all over the place. Uh, so we go ahead. I was going to say, so before we like, you know, if instead of like going into it. So what about like, how did it meet your expectations mm. as far as as far as just like being there, like in your mind, what you were expecting to see the kind of location and the feel of the space as opposed to what it actually was. Okay, so all I had seen of it before was, I guess, a few of the pictures and stuff from the Timber Inn. I didn't okay. do any more research, and for one of the reason is reasons are is is I uh, I don't know I don't I like to be surprised. Yeah, get a little bit older. I like to just go in and do it. That's right. why I, I don't even watch movie trailers anymore. Or I'll give like I'll get a sense of it. I'll be like, okay, this is probably something I like. Right, but I, I don't yeah. want to watch it because they, I don't want to see all the good bits. Right. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? And then you're like sitting there waiting and be like, oh, that's the good bit. I remember that. Like, no, I want, I want it all. Yeah. And But anyway, so I I don't know. I, I, uh, I It kind of was what I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, it, uh, Did you, like... Did you expect there to be more people, less people? Um, I don't know, more more things, less things. Okay, like I th- I thought I don't know it. It was so open in the field, right? That we went to that it never seemed like there was a lot, a lot of people, which was perfect. It was never, yeah. it was never packed. It was never a amusement park. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
Yeah. It was just enough where after a day or two, you could start, you could spot people right. from across yeah. a field or you could say, oh, that's that group of people. These are these guys. Oh, hey, there's blah, blah, blah. They're, oh, you know, and like wave them down from across the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I did have this picture of like campsite, campsite camping. Right. Yeah. And, th- and that's not <laughs> what it was. So before we do that, what did you think and how did it? How did it live up to your expectations? Um, so I knew it's so I'll go back. So before the timber in, in my mind, the the like the resort was more, I guess, open, like less wooded. Nice thing at Blackthorn, it's pretty wooded. Like there's a lot of woods around. So um before I went to the timber in, in my mind it was like flatter and it, I don't know why I'm thinking this. It's like the Catskill Mountains, you know. Yeah. But like flatter and you know, I don't know, more open. So then when I got there and, you know, kind of you drive in the driveway and it's like, it's all tree covered when you drive in and then it kind of opens up a little bit. I didn't go very far into the resort because where we did the timber and was right in the like main entryway. You drive in a driveway, you know, like 300 yards or 400 yards, something like that. And then you come out to a little parking area and then the main house where you go to check in. And then right behind that's where the timber end was. So I didn't go very far, but in my mind, at least that point, it was already, different than what I was expecting. I, it was much, much better. Like that's how I, I prefer it the way it actually was like trees around, you know, it's a lot of like, it's in the mountains, you know, you feel that way. So I never went anywhere past that main gatehouse and the, the like big Quonset behind there to do the timber in. So then, uh, you know, kind of hearing p- different people talk about it, like there's this big field and in the big field, it's got like, you know, all the tents around it and stuff. Um, so then when I got there and I realized where that was, then it was like, even even that, like everything felt smaller and more intimate than I imagined it in my head. Mm. So it was like everything was, I guess, yeah, smaller and more intimate and then also more, or I wouldn't say more laid back than I thought, but it was just as laid back as I hope it would be. Yeah. Like, things were open, there were people hanging around, and exactly like you said, I mean, there was probably, I don't know, 500, 600 people there, but because you got all these, like, four or five different tents and different vendors and different things you can do, and people are eating, and people are, like, hanging out and watching stuff, and there was never more than, you know, like, there was no point where I walked up to watch something happening, like a demo, and there was more than, like, 10 people standing around watching. Right. You know, maybe 20, you know, like maybe right. the most, like maybe when they did, when, uh, Matt and Ilya pulled the, like the bloom out of the, the thing, you know, like when they were making the steel, you know, that was maybe 20 people standing around, you know? And then like sometimes when Jimmy would do his bandsaw stuff, there'd be like 15 people in like a semicircle hanging around watching him, mm. you know, it was like, so it's, it felt really intimate, which was really nice. And, um, there were definitely, I would say at least if at the bare minimum there were 101 other makers there <laughs> because that's how many people participated in the maker swap right um but then you know obviously not everyone participated and you know that was so you can imagine maybe i would say two to th- like about half the people there were like active makers you know and, and what i'm saying that i'm talking about people that are on instagram they're like their channels are about making their Instagram handles are about making like, that's what they do. Like, that's how they identify, you know, like I'm a maker. Right. And the other, the other half were people who 
are makers, but that's not their like I that's not what they identify. Maybe even less than half, maybe like a third. You know, they're like people who are there because they're really interested in what's going on and they and they think it's cool to come and see the other makers do stuff. Mm. You know, so it really wasn't like a which I thought it might be more like, but it wasn't a like um it wasn't like an a, event for like like a, like a carnival, like to watch yeah, the exactly. It wasn't just a lot of people standing around watching. It was like everyone was participating, everyone was doing something, well, everyone wanted I, to be doing something. I think for that type of thing, if you're watching it interesting, you have an interest in starting or wanting to do it already. Right? right. It, it's yeah. like if you go to a hunting convention or a gun show, you're definitely eventually yeah. going to shoot some guns, or you right. you you're looking to buy one. So this type of thing where it's maker you're looking to make something right um yeah and that that kind of goes into another point that i want to talk about which was the whole like going to an event like this for inspiration and for motivation you know like so you have all these people who are there who kind of already know each other kind of either peripherally or they've chatted once or twice or instagram or they're friends and they've actually met before in the past like most of the people there had that relationship and then there's the like you know other third or so of the people who are just kind of peripheral and may, might know maybe one person or might know a couple of people because they know, see them on youtube but they're also interested in being in that that like uh all-encompassing kind of group hug of makers you know what i mean like <laughs> i feel like it's just like a big giant like everyone could stand in a circle and put their arms around each other mm. and that's what like maker count felt maker camp felt like you know, it was like this, like group hug of everyone. We did. Like we, there. we never sang "Kumbaya" though. So don't worry. <laughs> we, we did stand in a giant circle around a big, giant, flaming, burning. I mean, you T-Rex. get you get enough beer, people get emotional and very sweet. <laughs> but there was no "Kumbaya." So, so having said that, Dust, do you want to continue with that point or? Yeah, I mean, I think that was something that I guess um, I don't. I don't ever really think about, um, I mean, I guess it comes naturally. Like I want to be around other makers and other artists to gain inspiration. I mean, that is a hundred percent the reason why I became a teacher when I was, um, going into college, uh, at Micah, Maryland Institute College of Art. My idea for my major was illustration. Because I like to draw. You know, I was like, I really enjoy drawing. That's kind of what I found I wanted to do when I was coming out of high school. Maybe be an illustrator. So I kind of had that idea. And then once I, you know, you do your freshman year, it has all the basic classes that you have to do. Drawing, painting, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, Then you have to choose your major at the end of freshman year to decide what you want to do. And I actually chose to go into general fine arts instead of illustration or painting or drawing because I really like doing a lot of the stuff. I like to draw. I like to paint. I like to sculpt. So general fine arts gave me kind of that broad, you know, kind of a broad spectrum of what I could do. And what I found was I started having these teachers who were really inspired by the work of the students. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that is when it clicked in my mind. It was like, if I do this, if I get to a point where I can teach other people and, you know, inspire them then their work will inspire me and Mm. that will keep me going as an artist and keep my work fresh so Mm. that was like literally the reason why i chose to become a teacher was because i saw that in my teachers that they were getting inspiration from teaching and from the students around them and so 
being at a convention like Maker Camp, although I didn't go there thinking I'm going to get inspiration, but that's just part of me as a maker. Like I want to be to these, I want to go to these places because I want to meet these people and get this like this high or this buzz off of being around other creatives and, and knowing that I'm going to be inspired by this, right? That whether it's, whether or not it's inspired to do a certain thing or just inspired because of the love of making and the love of creativity and the love of art that all these people have, right? It's going to fuel my love of creating. And that's like a hundred percent what it did. So, you know, that is a huge part of, maker camp that I, I, you know, I knew unconsciously or subconsciously, but I wasn't thinking off the bat. It was more in my mind. It was like, I'm going to go to this thing because there's all these cool people that I want to see and meet and do some cool stuff, right. you know? But then really it's like the being in that, being in that group hug of makers <laughs> was like <laughs> really important to like so much positivity and so many people, just good people you know, people that you know who know you and maybe someone that you don't know comes up and they're like, oh, I love this thing that you do. And then you introduce yourself and you realize for somewhere down the line, you did see them comment somewhere and you put a name to a face. And and it really all does fuel that that motivation to kind of keep making and keep building and keep like staying fresh with the work that we put out there. Mm. So that's like that's kind of my takeaway for the motivation and inspiration that I got from it that I wasn't expecting. I mean, I knew I'd come away with like being inspired because that's just part of anytime you go to a thing like that, that's what it's about, right? Seeing other things and, you know, kind of meeting cool people. But that like refresh of inspiration um, is really exciting. So it's cool. Yeah. I, I definitely took away a lot of, we need to do more for the channel. <laughs> right. We yeah. got to work harder <laughs> at it. Cause there's a lot of people doing a lot more than we are. And we can do, we can do that. There's a lot of things we can do, and right. a lot of stuff we can uh, kind of not, not give back. I hate the term "give back" because it's kind of corny. Right. Like I'm looking to give back, like bullshit. You know, looking at okay, whatever. But just like give, not give back, give value. Right. So if people support us, I want to give them value for supporting us. I want to make sure right. we let people know if they support us, we we see you. We're trying to. Give value to what you spend your money on. Right. That yeah. doesn't seem corny to me. That seems fair. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. You, because I think, you know, like, especially something for like Patreon, like we kind of thought right away, like if we're going to start a Patreon page, it's, we want it, we want people to know straight off the bat that they want, if they're going to support us, it's because they want to help us do more of what we already do. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. That like, we don't have a ton of free time, you know, so it's not like we have a ton of free time to make a bunch of stuff to give right. to our, I, yeah, you know, do, our, do more videos and do more live streams. Like we don't our, have a time to do yeah, that, Yeah. but, but we can make, we can try harder to make more time yeah, to do something. True. So, it, you know, I don't, I think I agree with you where there, we do need to give more value to the people who are supporting us mm -hmm. that, you know, they know that they're not unseen. And and by that it's not just saying thank you, it's like what can we what can we send them or what can we do that's a little bit more that we're like, you know we are saying thank you with with more than just the words, right? Yeah. So that's one, the big thing I was I think I took away. I mean, along with a lot yeah. of things. But so let me just give people a general idea of like the feeling of the place, right? Okay. Yeah. So like just describe how we came in, and we can do a few stories. And like I said, we'll do a lot more. Like yeah. you said, yeah. we'll do a lot more, Justin and. 
everything that went into it. So you go in and you go through kind of a winding area with a, uh, some campsites and some RVs and stuff, but then it kind of opens up to a bunch of different like buildings. Yep. The feeling of the place, which I had never really seen was, or maybe I just don't know Catskill Resorts, was a bunch of buildings all made at different times and different ways and different styles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they just said, hey, we want this type of building, and they built it. Or, hey, we need this building here. So you have these kind of small houses and, and main areas and this and that when you kind of first go in. And there's like a small parking lot area. Not a lot, but like an area you can park. Yeah. Um, And then right there was where... Yeah, and the, the parking lot's like a kind of strip of dirt on the side of the road. Right. You know, so like, that's the so, feeling of it, right? It's like... But, Again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So there's that. And then you do have a, anyone who's been camping at a at a site or, or at a, uh, a, yeah, a, a place. It's general camping stuff. So you see little fields right. and little areas for get togethers. And then so we go in and we uh, check in and do that. And then they come by and he's like, all right, we'll come in and wait. And a, a guy on a, a golf cart will come show you around. I'm like, oh. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, right, they'll that's... come around there, tour you, they'll let you see, see where the different areas are, and mm-hmm. then they'll take you to your campsites and let you see the area that you can camp in. Cool. We're like, oh, that's okay. Perfect. Great. Whatever. So we walk, and we're like standing there for like 10 minutes. And we're like, I don't know. And who walked up? Was it? That was Craig. Craig. <laughs> he walks up. He's like, is this where the... the uh... The guy in the cart supposed to be meeting us. Cart guy <laughs> supposed to be here. He he was there. So when we got there, we were heading over to check in, and I saw Justin and all the timbers like over off to the side, right? So we were like going to go check in, but I was like, well, let's just go over and say, hey, like, hey, Justin, whatever, blah blah blah, and then we'll go in. So he was talking. He was there standing with Justin when we walked up. Mm. So he had already been there for ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Who knows how long? But go ahead. So, yeah, and then anyway, a guy pulls up. Actually, one guy pulls up, and little did we know that all a lot of these people have RVs and sites. I think we yeah. joke that it's where camp hosts go to retire. Because yeah, every, exactly. like, every site we could see was an RV with, like, a deck built off of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, there'd be, like, a refrigerator on the deck. And, and a golf cart. <laughs> and a golf cart. So all these people had golf carts. So we just asked, like, the first couple people with golf carts, and they are just, like, have a beer. Like, nah, man, I don't, I don't know what. All right, so you're talking like, oh. about. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, the guy comes, we all hop on, and me and Dust hop on the back. It kind of weighs it down. You know? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, get a bump, and we, like, bottom you, out. Yeah, because like, oh, if you guys have ever seen me on the channel, and you've only ever listened to, like, the podcast – Devin and I are the same, right? We're like both <laughs> six six one, you know, two sixty, two seventy, you know, like we're both big dudes. So, <laughs> so. we both sit in the back the, the backwards facing seats. So it's not even <laughs> like we're sitting in the seats over the the wheel hubs, you know, we're like sitting on the back. Oh yeah. Facing backwards, knees, legs hanging off the back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just say if he would have gunned it, we would have popped a wheelie easy. We, yeah, we would have <laughs> we would have we have a dragon like sissy sissy wheels where it goes. But then he, he takes he takes us and we're driving up uh past kind of the main field where all the tents are set up all around it and we're like looking and then he's like, All right, there's your bathrooms and showers and go through and here we are. And we're like, Oh, and it was just uh, like a small field, like behind one of the main tents, behind the wood, <laughs> the woodworking tent. Right. And he's like, just pick a spot anywhere and <laughs> like camp yeah, out. We're set, like, oh. set your tent wherever you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
turns around, drives us turns back around to the back, <laughs> And we're like, oh, you could have just told us that. Like, hey, right yeah, there. Yeah, right. Walk across the field. Your campsites are there. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, – anyway, so we go and we set up and – I mean, it was nice. We just kind of made our own yeah. little area, and there weren't that many people camping right there. Uh, there was apparently a couple other areas where people camped, but I don't think th- that many people camped. No, yeah. I mean, and there was, was like... That's the other thing, too. It was like, you know, I expect there would be a bunch of people camping. and Yeah. And, and like, that whole experience of the guy picking us up and driving us around and being, like, super nonchalant and just this old dude in this golf cart, that's, like... 100% not at all a negative aspect of the weekend. That is like th- what the weekend was like. It's like right. All the things that you thought were going to be grandiose were so approachable. You mm. know, like a dude driving you around a corner and being like, hey, park in this field wherever you want. Or, you know, camp wherever you want in this field. You're good. And like, and it was right on the, you know, right on the field. The main field is like right there. It was so awesome. And which, I've, sorry, <laughs> we had said it many times. I said, if... I wanted to come camping in the Catskills. I would be disappointed by this site, right? Because it's like a, a kind of an open area behind, you know, it's next hilly. to a <laughs> next to a field with like yeah, a few trees. trees. And... Like it was nice, but it's not what you would think about ma- mountain camping. No, it's not. It's not like even it's, it wasn't individual car sites. You know what you would do? We'd be we're we're familiar with for like just car camping. You know, right? Where you have room, you have like. At least yeah. fifty yards in between each person. Yeah, you've got a tent pad. You've got you know your fire ring and you know your right. holder that holds up your your uh, lantern. You know, and then you have your own little parking spot. Like that's right. what we're used to. <laughs> this is just like a field. There weren't even like parking spots for the field. It was just like this is go, the field. Yeah, go find. You could drive in and set up your tent next to your vehicle. <laughs> so it was it was so awesome. But yeah. like you were saying. You know, if you were going to the Catskills to find a campground that you would enjoy as an individual camper, you would have been disappointed. But for but. this event, it was perfect. It was. 100% I mean, perfect. we we were uh, <laughs> twenty five yards away from the main wood tent, like we said. We were yep. right behind where uh, Jimmy Deresta was doing his set up um, his band saw. His set up his band, band saw, so you could basically set up a chair and watch that from the back if we wanted. Yeah. And, you know, less than uh, a stone's throw at any time away from our beer cooler, which was uh, very nice. Which was huge. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The other thing, like, we didn't. So so we got the Silver Pass, which is the the pass for the whole weekend, entered into all the events and the tents. And um, and then also what I saw was that it included the barbecue on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize, but also included breakfast and dinner every day yeah we totally missed was, on that yeah so but i mean you know like the the first day we got there on friday we didn't do dinner that evening which was funny you mentioned later and you know i kind of reiterated the point where at about six thirty or 7 like the, the events were kind of winding down and then everyone just disappeared <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were like you're like is that it like are we done for the night? Like, it's kind of just getting dark a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. We didn't sucks. realize that, that everyone went to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because then we, like, looked at the sketch and we're like, okay, wait, here's some other stuff that's going on later. You know, there's a few more demonstrations and then there's, like, open blacksmithing and stuff. And, and yeah. then we realized that it was, that everyone went to dinner. That yeah, <laughs> I actually, I had the feeling because, um, I mean, we didn't necessarily come to 
it's not like a festival. We didn't come to like drink and get hammered and, and right, do that. Yeah. We figured it probably would be a part of it at night when people don't have much or not you know, much to do. People are hanging out. There's beers. People bring out beers. Right. Exactly. These, are, these are a bunch of hardworking people. So there's going to be some beers around. Um, yep. But we did in the spirit of being happy to be there. Like when we started setting up our site, we cracked a few. <laughs> yeah. So by by the time dinner rolled around, we had had a few. And I had uh, I had this thought for a minute. Once it hit like seven thirty and things were winding down, I was like, maybe I'll just like head back. And that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'll just like go back to the campsite and just chill, like relax. You know, you know, maybe I'll just chill, have some snacks, and lay in bed or something. But then, like we said, we had we didn't realize everyone was at dinner. Yeah, and then like Everyone 30, 30 minutes later, it was like, oh, okay, here comes everybody. Yeah, and I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome, and you know, it was just like, it was really cool because uh, I think, I guess as as makers and as different like different levels of personalities within the maker world, you know, you kind of assume that the people who are higher, you know, further along and have more followers and more, you know, more subscribers, more followers Mm -hmm. are going to have this kind of sense of being better. And I didn't feel that at all. Or at least I would say, I would say 99% of the people that I met, I didn't feel. Yeah. I think I had one instance. I don't have to say who it was where I don't think, I was necessarily, I, I don't know, I felt like I was bothering someone, right. but I think it's also because they were in the middle of a conversation, and I kind of right. jumped in. So sometimes if people are, you know, if you're in a conversation and someone else jumps in, they yeah. kind of go like, oh, okay, they're just short with you because they're trying to continue there. But other right. than that, and even those people I had seen another time and they were friendly. So you're right, like, no one was overly, like, thought they were hot shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Like of course, like different people have different pers- different personalities. We're not we're not going to say that every single person here was like the most welcoming and the most, you know, I mean, we could say that about you and I, like because we were together as brothers, you know, we had each other to kind of depend on. Right. So, I kind of felt that about some people who were like friend groups, you know, they they had that like person to fall back on or those other people to fall back on someone that they could talk to, you know, but I would say, like I said, 99, like 99% of the people there. And even those people that were like, not as, I don't know, maybe not as outgoing as I would have hoped. were still not like there was, there was like no negativity. You know what I mean? No one was nasty. No. Yeah. It was, it was so awesome. And like, everyone was willing to talk, you know, we ended up talking to like, Jimmy DeResta, and we talked a bunch to Roy and uh, Roy and Chris from the Axe and Iron podcast, and you know we talked to just like so many cool makers and people that we had never met before. Like actually, we ended up talking to the Woods Witch for a while. Um, I think it's is Caroline. Um, were you there? She was the one that had the dog, um, mm-hmm, Black mm-hmm. Lab. Yeah, and I yeah. had been following her kind of off and on for you know I started following her probably eight or ten months ago a year ago you know and like really yeah, we, we, ta- yeah cool. we talked about dogs for about an hour we chatted for a long time with her and her husband and like i didn't know that's who she was until later until i like saw a picture of her from mark and <laughs> mark adams and i was like oh it's the woods witch cool you know like yeah no i'll <laughs> really say funny. that that is one thing since 
I'm not as invested to all these people as Dustin is, or Dustin, you have, you've been right. a long yeah. follower of these people, yeah. and I've been, well, I can't say new, but newer than you for a lot of these people. So as we right. walk around, Dustin's kind of pointing people out, like, that's blah, 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 that's blah, blah, blah. Or I'd finish talking with someone, and he'd be like, oh, that was this person, which yeah. I guess <laughs> was kind of an advantage, because I never was nervous. Not that people would make you feel weird about approaching them. Right. But it was uh, it was just a person in my general area who looked willing to chat. Yeah, exactly, because it was never like we were walking up to a group of people to like jump in a conversation. It was like you go and everyone's doing their thing and then there's someone there standing next to you. So you right. just start and a conversation up with them. Right. You know, because they're there and they're enjoying what you're enjoying too. So and that was the other thing. Yeah, the conversation never felt like forced. Like there were mm. definitely a few times that I walked up and introduced myself to people because I knew them and I wanted to say hey. Mm-hmm. You know, but like most of it was just that kind of commonality. We're all hanging around because you would it would kind of go in waves. There'd be like an event that a lot of people would go to, you know, so there'd be this kind of like a group of people kind of going one direction and then a group of people kind of coming in out of another tent for a while and then you know, you go over and check out the like the sale area where the guy had all the tools and there'd be a bunch of different people there because we all love old tools, you know? So, and then like you'd meet one person in one area and then you'd go back to another area and they'd end up like kind of going over that way. Or like we met the guys from shaper um, on the timber frame and then went over and like did some shaper work with them there, you know? So like that. And then, you know, other people, same thing kind of all over the place. So, um, you know, it was, it ha- like I said, it felt really like natural and organic and not forced. It was like everyone was just there, like just kind of cruising around, hanging out. And I mean, I I will say that 100% too because rarely anymore in life do I stay up till two or three in the morning without realizing what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like every night, you know, Friday night right. before I knew it was two thirty. Saturday night before I knew it was three thirty, <laughs> and like, and then Sunday night, same thing, two thirty, three thirty. It was just like. You know, you realize it's 10 or 11 o'clock, and then all of a sudden it's like 3 o'clock. Right. Because you're just hanging around and talking to people and chatting and doing things. And, like, it was was cool. It was awesome. Super inspiring. You know, just filled me with, with like, motivation to keep making things and doing things. And, like you said, and supporting other people and being more part of the community. And that was the main reason why I wanted to go was to be that, be a part of the community. You know, because we have not met a lot of people in the community. We've, like, we're part of the community, and I always I always think it's kind of odd when someone will, like, someone on a Facebook group, like, on a bunch of different Facebook groups and then blacksmithing groups and axe groups and stuff, and when people recommend other people to go watch my channel or watch our channel so they can see something that I've done, I'm like, oh, I guess I've been in the community long enough that now there are people that are starting <laughs> doing things based off of what we do you know? right. and that's Every five cool. years like, or four years. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, but there are people who are full-time knife makers now, or mostly full-time knife makers now who started making knives because they watched our channel like a couple right. of years ago. And that's like super cool, you know, like, so there are a lot of people like that, that I, you know, would love to meet and have gotten a chance to chat with some people, but never really got a chance to meet many of these people. So that was kind of my main reason. Like I knew there were going to be a lot of people there, a lot of people in the, in the making community and people who I wanted to meet and be a part of. So it was fun. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but yeah. it was, 
it was really good. And like I said, I met a lot of people. A lot of people, I forgot their names, but a lot of people, I, I, <laughs> I still know their names. And we had a group of people we hung out with a good bit. And But it would it would ebb and flow. And you'd break off yeah. and go with someone else. And like it was never, I don't think it was very clicky or anything. It was just like yeah. you'd see someone and you'd walk over and hang up and be like, hey, yeah. like. And that's the good thing about a multi-day event as well, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of have, I get, it's a camp. That's what camp is. Right. Like, exactly. oh, yesterday was fun, and you talk about that, and oh, last night was cool, and blah, blah, blah. You did that, and then you just continue uh, building relationships. No, it was, it was great, and everyone was, everyone was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things, you know, it kind of, you got that feeling of, I don't know, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people knew each other, but really, I don't, I think it's all peripherally, right? It's all people who know each other mm. because... Mm-hmm. They like they follow each other on Instagram, or they might meet up once a year, or maybe twice a year, unless it's like the people you're really close to, right? It's like you've got these friend groups of five or ten people who are close because they live near each other and they do stuff together, but that's like five or ten out of say three hundred makers who are all like within the thing. So everyone was in the same boat, right? We're all coming to a place where all these people that we follow and we're and we're friends with through social media. But we only have our few people we're really comfortable with. So it was like, so everyone felt that same way. You know, this, I feel like everyone felt that same way. Everyone was like willing to chat and talk because everyone was there to like meet some new people and do some stuff. And the presenters obviously had their like times to be places and present. And we had like the timber frame structure, which was one of the big things that you and I both wanted to work on. And we helped with all day on Saturday, you know, so right. Right. Like we had somewhere where we wanted to be, you know, and we were a big part of that thing going up where other people were a big part of the other things going doing you know happening mm-hmm. within the within the thing but i think that like because everyone was there and they all you know everyone's part of this community but not everyone makes you know, or not everyone hangs out all the time you know you get this this kind of nice movement of people and chatting and everyone's there to kind of hang out and meet people and and see what's going on yeah i had a little bit of a there was a vibe of where I where I work in sports production and working with um, the big teams in the local area, I always have the vibe that when you sit down with someone, they could be someone really big or really small. And I kind of, yeah, I got the same thing. Like, at work, I'll be talking to someone, I realize, oh, they work for whatever, uh, Under Armour, or they're the, they're the main person who does right. this, or, oh, this person's... Oh, you're on TV. You're that guy who does. You know, it's like right, yeah. <laughs> and you just sit down to eat lunch with someone, and then you realize, oh, you, wow, you, you're someone. It doesn't change who they are, but I ha- right. I got that same vibe. Like, oh, everyone around me might be someone. Right. Didn't, it yeah, didn't exactly. change how I treated them, but it, w- it was kind of cool, and that's why you did. You wanted to ask, like, hey, what, what do you do? Well, oh, that's cool. Right. And you look like, oh man, you got cool it's got followers look at this thing you did, holy shit you did this you did that or you know right oh you yeah, made exactly. this giant thing you did this blah 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 oh man it's great <laughs> yeah it was great and i love like if you guys don't already follow mark andrews on instagram and if you know if you if you if you saw anything from the first maker camp 2019 you would know those like beautiful black and white photographs that he took he was there man i can't I I never saw a time when he wasn't working. Like I could, I just feel like he was there all day in his little studio setup thing. He had this kind of like just some gray panels around with some lights, and he was just constantly all day, every day, taking pictures of people and capturing this event inside his little setup studio. 
I don't think that he was around like taking pictures of other things. Maybe he was on his own, but like mm. just consistently taking pictures of people because, and I love these pictures. They really do um, epitomize what Maker Camp is: is these relationships. You know, so you get all these individual people, but then you'll get like a group of two or three people, or or like a group of five or six people, where like oh, everyone just jumps in and takes a picture together. You yeah, know? it was like it's the highest quality photo booth ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah, it is. It's a photo booth, and you just get your little snapshots, but it's the best one with a guy who just, like, is super easy and laid back and, like, super excited to be there and gets good, just beautiful pictures of people, you know? He's yeah, been, no. He's been posting stuff uh, to his Instagram. Again, that's Mark Andrews. I think it's Mark Andrews Pictures or something like that. I'll double-check that, but... um. It just like yeah, he's people been posting stuff all day. It's just and all you know all all like the last couple of days since we all got back. Yeah, I mean that's what a, what a great thing to do. He's not charging anyone. He's doing it, but he, you know, it just sends his stuff out there and everyone loves it and everyone posts photos and tags a bunch of things. So yeah, sorry, it's Mark Adams. Sorry, I was saying Mark Andrews, but I think mm. I said Mark Adams earlier. Mark Adams pictures on Instagram, but yeah, just just beautiful work. Um, yeah, it, well, that's nice. That's one of the things when you meet a hundred people. Like I said, I'm terrible with names. If I don't say anyone's name, it doesn't mean I forgot. I remember right. everyone I talked to. Well, pretty much depends how late the night was. But you know, you'd see <laughs> yeah, him the next right. day and had a vague idea. Like we probably talked for about a half an hour, didn't we? Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, how's it going? What's your name again? <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It was a lot of that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right, right. You do that, yeah. Yeah, I know that's yeah, and but, I uh, that's one thing I realized a long time ago when I was when I was working in college that I I never wanted someone to like get my name wrong, and I never wanted to get someone else's name wrong. So mm-hmm. I have no shame anymore in asking someone's name again. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like even if we've been talking for half an hour and it's like the third time I've asked, like you got, I'm going to tell me again because I want to get it right. And I want to remember your name, and maybe <sighs> you know maybe I'll remember. A lot of times that won't come in conversation. You know, you kind of start a conversation and in the beginning you say your names and then it's just the conversation just goes and it doesn't matter right. but but i like usually if it's someone i know i want to chat with more i'll try to remember their name and i'll kind of say it over and over again in my head or <laughs> i'll ask them multiple times so i can remember it you know <laughs> yeah I, I asked you a million times like wait what's his name again what's this guy <laughs> right this exactly. guy his name is this who we're talking to we're talking to him for like an hour who's that what's his name <laughs> like yeah. so i remember i remember everyone i remember you guys it was great but I might I might not remember your name, but it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, the memory exactly. of the event is still there. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> names names are just you know that's just a tag, right? It's like it's like knowing what someone was wearing. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter yeah. what they are wearing. It doesn't matter Does... what their name is. What what matters is the conversation you had and the the like communication and the and the uh, connection that you built between. That's people. right. What what's in a name? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, and we'll get into we'll get into it more next week. We have more stories to tell. We don't wanna, we don't want to blow our load today because we want to chat with Justin about it, and we you know we want you guys to hear like the whole story, and we'll give you tons of fun <laughs> stories and stuff and people we meet and all. But uh, but yeah, it was great. And if you didn't come this year, come next year. It is it's so awesome and so worth it. Like. If you come, you know, if you can make it only make it for a day, you know, buy that day pass to be able to do everything and 
you know, if you can, if you can camp, come and camp because we'll be in the same spot we were at last year. We're tr- hopefully this year. <laughs> that was oh, we'll be there. <laughs> it was. I'm gonna re- yeah, we're gonna request that. Yeah, we're we're gonna like corner field area. We'll leave it like three o'clock in the morning and get <laughs> get up there early and get that corner. Yeah, right, right up on the ridge. Oh, that's perfect. So good. But again, it's such a laid back thing. We could probably just say we wanted to go there and they'd let us because there was a total of. One, you know, maybe like four or five other tents. Yeah, uh, right. Some people in trucks, some people with a couple sprinter vans, and that was like it. Yeah. And like almost an acre or so of, of yeah. a field. And like a 50-yard by 50-yard field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was... Uh, I've been telling, I've been explaining to people the size, the scale of the field compared to... The, or the scale of the little campground field compared to the full field. And if you make your arms into a circle and you make your hands into two C's and you put them together and you make a square, then the the, the the space within my arms and my chest is like the size of the field and the size of the square that my hands that are C's come together <laughs> making and making a square is like the size of the field. I was like, it's kind of about like that. <laughs> yeah, like that works. Of, I'm like, yeah, that kind of works. You know, you kind of kind of in the one corner. But yeah, like Derek from Alden rides up in his truck. He parks right there. Chris Zepp. You know, like Pat Lap and and uh, all the guys, like like it was it was a good spot because everyone was kind of pulling up there because it was kind of the back way to get into the event or to kind of get into like the back part area. So it was really cool. So yeah, it was great. People camping and a couple people camping and we had some some fun little conversations with people that were right there with us. Yeah, and I'll yeah. say if you don't do a, some type of pass, some type of band or a full weekend thing. Don't think that you're going to miss a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's not that you, I mean, it's good to have the, the band because you get camping and everything. And it's totally worth it to get, um, next time we'll know to get the other meals and stuff. Right. Yeah. And like the barbecue event was great. And just to know that you kind of definitely can be everywhere. Yeah. But if, if all you can do, or maybe you don't want to spend a couple hundred bucks, I mean, that's not, that's not necessarily the cheapest thing ever, right, you know, yeah. for a weekend. Um. Yeah, just come for a day, do Saturday or something, and, and, yeah. and come see the, the stuff. Because yeah. you can still get your hands dirty and, and try yeah. stuff out. Yep. Because day passes were 15 bucks. Yeah. You know, and they technically they didn't include, like, participating in the things. But as far as I could tell, no one was checking. You know, this is really <laughs> open. Like, that's the thing. There was no, like, oh, you can't do that because you didn't pay for it. You know, it's like once people were right. there, I mean, it was very yeah, maybe much there's like, a little bit of that. Chatting. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's a little bit of that in... Just like the honor system, right? Yeah. But really, if you if maybe if you can't participate directly, it doesn't mean people aren't gonna either try to get you to involve yourself, or you can still hang out and talk to yeah. people and ask yeah. questions and walk exactly. up to something right. and go, "Oh, what's this? What's that?" Because I mean, that is why the pre- presenters are there to get asked questions and to interact. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing too. I mean. I enjoyed seeing the events and things and seeing the different like um, demos and things of things happening. But, but really it was just about hanging out in the conversations and talking about making stuff and building things with other people and seeing what they're doing and talking about it, asking questions, you know, like that was, that was what was really, that was the best part. Yeah. I would say get involved with, well, I get, yeah. I would say get involved with whatever the timber framing crew is building. Yeah, right, exactly. Who knows, next yeah. year we can talk with Justin and some other people and Jim and stuff. They're all coming up yeah. with ideas to do things. But uh, 
Oh, yeah. I've, um, I've got some inside scoop on that, too, which we'll talk about oh, next week. Baby. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a yeah. good teaser. Going back to the do, uh, make, is it worth it? If you think about it, though, for 200 bucks, we got to camp, you know, for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we got two meals, breakfast and dinner. We got the barbecue, and then we got, Ugh, you know, so even that, that's killer. like. Oh my gosh! Like some of the best ribs I've ever had. So good. <laughs> um, who were who were we talking to? We were talking to. Uh, um, there was a couple barbecue people. Yeah. Oh, so we were talking to Chris. Um, he was the one guy we were talking to, and he was one of the main. Right. He was, right. He's he's like a barbecue builder, and he was there helping out the other guy. And I can't remember his his name off the top of my head, but we talked to Chris for quite a bit. Um, at the uh, the the happy hour. Which was also included. <laughs> that was like someone's uh, this uh, another the um, what's it called the 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 makers happy hour po- another podcast they had they were sponsored a thousand bucks worth of beer so they filled the back of this like funny little truck van thing put a put a tarp down filled it with ice filled it with a thousand dollars worth of beer and we all drank beer all night so that was not even included in our cooler beer <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so yeah. maybe yeah. Maybe we didn't need to bring more beer. And I think what we we brought like sixty something beers. I don't know. We yeah, brought a lot of beer. We gave we gave out a bunch. You know, it's, yeah, we're all we drink a lot fun. of beer and yeah, exactly. We like to have it so it's there. We don't like we don't want to run out, you know. We're like, ah, you know, Well it's also if out. if I would see someone drinking a beer that they bought at the uh tiki area you know, the open area and that's fine yeah, and I'm glad right. glad that we want to support Blackthorn Resort as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit there and watch them drink $6 beers all night if that's what they're into. And if we right, have a yeah. bunch of beer in our cooler, here, here, have it, like, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're paying, you know, a dollar, two dollars, two fifty per beer. So, you know. And if, and, yeah, and if I yeah. like you, if I like you in general, I might not buy you a beer, but I'll definitely pull you a beer out of my cooler. <laughs> right, exactly. I've already spent that money. That's right. already gone. <laughs> like, right. Here you go. Let's drink together. <laughs> right. <laughs> you did do a good job of like supplying me beers too. You were often like, "You need a beer? You need a beer? I'll go back and get some more beers." You like disappear and come back like two minutes later because that's how close we were. Like four or five beers. Boom, 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 boom. I did that at one point. I went. Then I didn't. I didn't get our beers, but I went and got the uh, the beers from the happy hour. And I got like I had two beers in each back pocket and two beers in my in my front pocket of my vest. And I walked in and it was like <laughs> this is when there was a bunch of people working in the forge and it was like all the modern forge guys. So I walked back there and gave them all beers and stuff. And right. it was it was funny. He was like, "All right, who needs a beer?" Because I heard I heard someone mention something about it. So I was like, "I'll just walk over and grab a bunch and come back with it." So yeah, one of those guys was a guy from the Shaper. I think it was from Shaper and. uh he like said to me the next day. He's like, "Man, thanks so much for bringing me that, bringing me that beer last night." I was like, "Of course." And we had already <laughs> chat with him. You know, I was like, "Yeah, of course." It wasn't my beer. I mean, I got it for free. His price is right. He was like, "Yeah, yeah," but you like, you know, you thought about it. You brought me one. I was like, "Well, yeah, you know." Yeah, they, they were working is, hard. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, the, the band at the, uh, or the two guys playing at the, um, the happy hour. Oh yeah, right. And they yeah. were like, "I need a drink, man." I was already like right in front of them, like jamming. I was like, "I'll get you one," and then someone else ran up after I like went over to get it. Nice. <laughs> you got to keep the band happy, man. You got to yeah. bring them beers. Come on. A lot of good conversations around that uh, that beer truck too. Just hanging. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> great. I met some good people. It was fun. So much fun. Yeah, but we'll get more into that next week. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about it all right now. Give a little little taste this week, a little taste next week. But yeah, 
You've been up to anything, Dev, other than uh, recording this week? Recording? Not recording, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, editing. That's what I meant. Editing. No, yeah. I, I've <laughs> just been um, getting the footage in the... And I haven't actually edited, but I got the footage in, and it's a lot. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to do it. Um, you know, vlog style or documentary style or, or what. So I was talking to a guy at work and he, he suggested maybe we do a documentary style kind of as like you just sit down in your shop dust and talk about it. Right. Yeah. And then I just, so it's not a, it's not a voiceover. It's like a documentary. You have a talking head. Right. Yeah. Who explains what went on and we could jump back to you when we want, but, and then just have the footage behind it. Right. And maybe do it that way. So yeah, that's cool. Maybe that. that. Yeah. It's kind of cool um so that we'll we'll be working on that you know yeah i don't know it will come out sometime soon we, we uh we have plenty of footage plenty of gopro footage a little bit of drone footage that i'm gonna gotta get to uh the guy I forget his name but he's the guy who made the main dinosaur right yeah and the, the the burning man middle the burning dinosaur <laughs> so i got yeah, there gonna, were two i want to send him some this. stuff yeah wesley treat and then that other guy i can't remember his name either but mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I know you were chatting with him when he was like, you know, doing the, had his, all his photo gear there. You were like, oh, this is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, I had to, way I could talk to do him. some camera talking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing that and just, yeah, I've been working. Apparently, I, I scheduled myself for a million games to work right when after this, <laughs> which I didn't realize. I've been doing different sports every day, college sports, NFL nice. sports, and blah, blah, blah. It's good, but oh, I've been tired. Yeah. Yeah, I um so we got home on Monday. Um I went, you know, back to work on Tuesday. I was teaching back you know, back to school. And uh I was so exhausted that morning. So often when I ask students how they're doing in the morning, which I do all the time, Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you feeling? You know, whatever. Um, you know, in my homeroom I'll talk to people and, and a lot of times I'll get the I'll get the answer tired. Like, How are you feeling this morning? I'm tired. I'm like, come on, you you don't have a better answer than tired? <laughs> like, you just woke up. You just slept all night and you woke up. Now, not, obviously, that's not like a blanket statement. You know, everyone has different things they're doing. Some people are up all night. Who knows what it is? But, you know, a lot of people are, like, tired. It's it's kind of that, like, fallback statement when you don't have something better to say. You're like, I'm tired because <laughs> right. it's the morning. Like, we're all tired. Like, tell me something else. But I will tell you what. I was tired <laughs> that morning on Tuesday morning. I was at work and tired to the point where I could – feel like the sleepiness in my eyes you know yeah. like they were still hurting like they oh, wanted yeah. to just close and yeah like, yeah yeah and that yeah. was after i napped for like two hours in the afternoon and then slept all night you know like so it's not like i didn't right. get a good night's sleep but man it was like <laughs> whoo that day so yeah tuesday was good i went sailing tuesday night and then uh and then wednesday i actually had uh, i was proctoring the psat for our students and then today which is thursday i taught again so it's like a a, th- a three day week <laughs> with a um with like one day not really working and then tomorrow is a big professional development day a big conference day for Baltimore City so it's not even teaching again so it's like this little mini three day week and then I'm going camping this weekend so I know you will dodge <laughs> another moving day right exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know and that you know um that obviously it was not planned we had planned this a while ago um to uh 
to go on this camping trip. Nicole won, my wife won a photo contest, and I can't remember exactly which Facebook group it is. It may have been, I don't remember. It's a Maryland one specifically. So there was a photo contest, and Nicole took, had, took one of her pictures and posted it and got the most likes or, you know, uh, the most votes on her photo by, by the other people who were on the group. And so we won, and this was back in the, the middle of summer. And so then we won a weekend camping trip, and we could kind of choose the weekend. So this was like the free weekend because, you know, this weekend, last weekend was Maker Camp, and it was like the weekend right after, before it gets too cold, you know, because now it's getting to the end of October. And so we had it in the book. So it wasn't like it wasn't like we decided to go camping after Mom and Dad decided they were going to move, or we decided we were, where were we two weekends ago? When you moved? I forget. I don't know. What, oh, uh, it was the uh, the um, the archery thing, the royal archery thing, right? Exactly. And we had that in the books as well for a while. So that's you know that's what happens when you decide to move last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we're also looking at a place that's right nearby here, but we were gonna go today and look at it this evening with uh, our uh, real estate agent, but we decided. But it ended up being that the people who are there aren't moving out until later in October, and so we can't really show it until the people that are there moved out. So. We'll see. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, so I was doing that yesterday when I came home on Wednesday. Um, I was kind of hanging out and then went down into my shop with the intention to, like, clean up the shop and then do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just hung out in the shop and just looked at Instagram because that is really all I've been doing for the last four days with all these new friends and people and all everyone like posting about maker camp. It's like, I can't stop reliving maker camp. And it's (laughs) awesome. It's like, I don't want to, it's like everyone's posting stuff and the pictures and like something else is happening. And they're like, I'm back home. This is what I'm working on now. And so, and and everyone who didn't go or just, all right, that's enough. (laughs) Right. Exactly. The the network, the market is flooded with maker camp. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been like I just been like obsessed with obsessively looking through uh Instagram. Looking yeah. at uh, everyone's stuff. But yeah, I just I did end up putting some stuff away. I kinda got together all like I put away all my axes of course, you know, clean those up, put those all away, what the axes that I brought and uh you know, kinda organize the shop some, put some stuff away, but still it's just like end up just hanging out and just flipping through and posting pictures and, you know, looking at other people's posts, commenting on stuff and I think that also that's part of just the uh the the like the wrap up of that event is everyone now like okay we've all met you know we met some new people we all exchanged instagram we all got some new stickers <laughs> and now for the next week or so we're going to kind of like kind of wrap it up by kind of going back to what we're doing but also still post about it talk about it comment on those new people's things oh it's great to see you there blah 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 it's nice meeting you you know send me a message da, da, da. so a lot of it's been that over the last uh the last four or five days but it's been yeah fun. yeah, yeah. So. i've been doing a little bit of that too yeah yeah got some new followers there you go yeah <laughs> i don't know how many i have but i'm sure it's upwards of 100 Oh, Watch nice. out, folks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing, too. That was the great thing about this event is that you and I get to go together. You know, and, like, our channel is, I mean, everything is us working together. I mean, right. other than editing, right? You're editing at home, and I'm yeah, things and, out and working on my own sometimes. Right. Like, everything, and we the, do, everything we do is us. 
and the Instagram is, I mean, it's run by you, but it's for our channel. So that's what mm-hmm. I feel proud of is the Art of Craftsmanship right. Instagram and YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. But mine is for, yeah, if other people want to, I mean, why? it's just for me to be able to look at other stuff. Like I like to follow right. along as a separate thing. Yeah. And I could do a Devin O'Hara or something, but I'd rather just have something that's slightly involved, but not. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, it's uh, perfect. Right. And then I can do some yeah. kind of behind the scenes stuff, even though I haven't done that much. But if right. I'm hanging out, I'll, I'll take a picture. This morning, I got that nice field photo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's part of the thing too is like I use the, I started my Instagram when we started the channel or after we started the channel. Right. I never used Instagram before that. Um, and then I saw the value of it and started the Instagram to go along with the channel. And my, the Instagram is there is to, to build up people's familiarity with us and with me. Mm-hmm. So that way they're drawn and pushed back to the channel. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. So I use the Instagram as a way to like capture what we're doing in the shop, things behind what I'm working on, even if it's not something for a video, but also a little bit about my life. Like, you know, cause that's part of the channel, right. Is, is them becoming part of, of what's going on now, obviously not so much, but they, they feel like you're part of it, right. You see what's going on behind the scenes, some camping stuff, my wife, my daughter, fun stuff, things with us when we get together, you know, and then also stuff for the shop. That's obviously the main thing, but it's just to build that kind of camaraderie, um, around, being part of the community right and being part of a family because that's what people when they feel like oh i know you like like when i this weekend when i met jimmy for the first time um i was walking out of mark adams photo booth area and jimmy was walking out as well kind of around the other side of one of the kind of drop cloths or whatever and jimmy's dad was walking up and it was just like this moment where they walked up and they were chatting for a second and i just walked over and introduce myself and I was like this is and I even said I was like this is a great time to come up and introduce myself because I have like the father and the son you know and the fact that I knew that that was Jimmy's dad I knew that because he's shown pictures of his dad and he's talked about his dad and so I feel like I'm part like that I know a little bit more about him rather other than just the tool the sped up tools making things in his shop you know because it's like because he's led us into his life a little bit more so it's like Corinne, you know, if we were to go to an event with Corinne, you know, people would see her and be like, oh, that's Corinne. That's the shop elf. Right. They'd understand that. <laughs> right. She's, not that she's ever been in a video, but she's like part, you know, and I take pictures of her occasionally and put stuff up and she's just part of of the community community that is the art of craftsmanship. Yeah. And I think if uh, if we don't bring family next year, there will definitely be more O'Hara brothers and friends. Right. And yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people will be doing that. And I, it probably might be double the size. Yeah. So if you missed it this year, go next year because I think it's just going to get bigger it's and bigger. And eventually bigger. it will be Hershey park. It will be six flags. Yep. So get in now while you can still meet people and chat with people and uh, be involved. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder if they would kind of put a limit on the amount of people they, I mean, yeah, probably. I guess eventually. And there's only to, so right? much room. Right. I mean, you're not going to have 50,000 people there. You right. Know, but yeah. but it, it'll just get bigger and bigger. And those crowds, like you said, every every event, we could always see what was going on. Yep. Right. It might get a couple people deep. And that might be annoying. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, you know, I, 
I was, it was funny. I was talking to, or I wasn't, I was listening. We were listening to on the way up. We were listening to the full blast podcast. And I think it was Jeff and those guys that were talking about all the people that were going to be there and how it was starting to get a little overwhelming. Like everyone was saying they were coming. Everyone was, there were tons of presenters and I was like, (laughs) really? How many people can actually present? How many people like, isn't everyone now who's a maker is everyone presenting? Like, (laughs) is anyone paying to go to this thing? Is everyone just being a presenter? (laughs) But yeah, no, it was, it it did start to seem, I was like, oh man, there's going to be a ton of people there, but it was still in, in the grand scheme of things. And when you see like a group of people, that's four or 500 people strong that's really nothing compared to these gigantic conventions. It's like nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it is. It's kind of like, a, it's like a camp rather than a, you know, convention. <laughs> it was, it was, right. It was awesome. It was incredible. So much fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was down the shop a little bit and then, uh, oh, while I was proctoring the, uh, SATs for my students, which at that point I'm really not supposed to be doing other than, other than like literally just watching the students. That's mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm supposed to be there to ensure that like no one's cheating and everyone, you know, everyone's working in the right section, blah, 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 which I would do that, but there's only so much of that you can do. So they, they say you shouldn't like, shouldn't grade papers, you know, cause we're all teachers, all the proctors are people who work in the school. You shouldn't grade papers. You shouldn't check emails. You shouldn't play on your phone. You know, like, what you're supposed to be doing is like watching the students, um, and making sure everyone knows what they're doing and they have enough time and all, and you, you're giving them lots of like time checks and all, but. Mm-hmm. But I did work on some drawings. I had my kind of my ruler there and my pencil, and I worked on some sketches for the Bowie knife that uh, we're going to be working on. So and that was something because I've I've never made a Bowie knife before, and so I knew in my head kind of what I wanted it to look like, but I had to draw it out a couple of times to get to a point where then I could start to visualize it and see which things looked right. Because I think as far as knife making goes at least for myself, I'm pretty particular about the shape of a knife. It has to have, like, and I think this, it's not just me, obviously, it's everybody, but, you know, the, I, I'll look at some knives, sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, it's not, not my favorite. It might be something that a lot of people are like. So I'm I'm kind of a particular about um, composition and weight and balance in a knife. You know, I like a certain weight and balance to it, and so... I had to draw out multiple versions of the blade to get it to feel right. Like it couldn't be too big. It couldn't be too fat in the blade, like from the blade edge to the heat, you know, to the, the spine. Like it had to have the right amount of clip, right? Which is the, at the, you know, on the back of the knife where it like kind of cuts down and comes up to a point, which is a very like typical, um, Bowie knife thing, you know, that percentage of clip point compared to the rest of the blade in my mind had to be a certain way, but I couldn't see it. So I had to like work through it. That's why I did six different drawings because it was like, I got to look at the blade length, see what it looks like, you know, do some like drawings of it and then, and, and vary those drawings just a little bit to be able to get to a point where, you know, I was uh, happy with it. So I think I've kind of gotten there and I understand what I want now. And I think I have good proportions of I'm looking at. So, but I was still drawing at half scale. So we'll see what it looks like when I draw it full scale, if it looks like too big <laughs> and crazy or if it looks just right. So we'll see. But that was fun, yeah. So that's that's it, man. It was like not much this week. Coming back on Monday, and today's Thursday, and ready to keep on uh, keep on camping and hanging out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you want to do recommendations? Uh yeah. Um. Let's see. 
Who do I want to do? So many people. I <laughs> yeah, got a right. couple here. Um, oh, you go first. Okay. Um, so I'm going to recommend two people. Um, and the first person is uh, Dreamer Forge Knives. That's Vince Molina. And Vince is one of, uh, I believe it's just the two of them, Vince and then Ryan Broadbeck, who um, mm-hmm. co-own Broadback Ironworks, which is the Broadback Grinders. I guess it's Broadback. Yeah, Broadback Ironworks. So so Vince is uh, Dreamer Forge Knives on Instagram, and then Ryan Broadback is Broadback underscore Ironworks on Instagram. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to shout them out because they had grinders there. They had a couple grinders that were, like, ready to – use in the, yeah, the broadback yeah. tent and there were multiple times that i went up and just turned on the grinder and used the grinder or i'd like switch out one of the tool arms for something else and use that so it was really cool having them there and they were like they were all over the place they were hanging out with people they were presenting some stuff but they were also participating in a bunch of different stuff chatting everywhere and uh and then i went up at one point and i was talking to vince about the the Mareko D Platin. So if you guys know Knife Talk podcast, Mareko Mamasi is on Knife Talk, and um, he designed with them a really deep uh, platen arm. So you have this kind of C shape that's really deep. It's four and a half inches deep, and then you have a flat plat that can come across the front, across your two contact wheels on the top and bottom of the C. But if you take that contact wheel off, then you have a slack belt in between these two wheels that you have four inches, four and a half inches back. And so I wasn't I wasn't sure exactly why you would need that much room, right? So I kind of asked, and Vince was there. We were chatting about it. And I was like, well, why, why do you need four and a half inches, right? Because if you have a slack belt, the slack, you can kind of slack the tension a little bit, but you're not going to slack it enough that you can push in four inches. You know, you're not going to get this, like, really, like, floppy belt. And then so we were talking about it. He's like, well, it's not the, you know, he's kind of talking about, like, being able to grind symmetrically on left and right. And then I kind of realized that having that space, that extra space is that way you have clearance. So if you're going to grind with, um, you know, the majority of your tool or whatever you're working on kind of off to the right side, well, there's nothing over there. But then if you're going to swing it so it's working more on the left side, if you tip it forward and move it forward, you're going to hit uh, a normal tool arm. So having that four and a half inches really gives you a ton of clearance to be able to move your whatever it is you're working. If it's an axe handle or if it's just a piece of wood or a piece of metal or a knife, you have a ton of room to move it around left and right, forward and back, up and down, and you're not going to hit anything around it, which is huge when you want to be able to like grind on all both sides, left and right, symmetrically. So it was cool. We chatted about that for a little bit, and then as we were chatting, we were like I could kind of hear in the background that the uh, – the maker burn was about to happen, so oh, yeah. we ended up kind of cutting our conversation a little bit short. But, but I, Vince, I really appreciate the uh, the uh, the conversation and the information. If you're listening, or maybe you're not, that's okay. But, uh, but yeah, so so Vince Molina, which is at Dreamer Forge Knives, and Ryan Broadback, um, Broadback underscore Ironworks, two good guys and really good, uh, a really cool grinder. Nice. There's a lot of people that we met that I want to shout out eventually. Because right. <laughs> I feel like everyone we hung out with had a bunch of cool stuff. But the person I'm watching now to try to do my own project um, is uh, Jim Smith from the Tradesman Channel. 
Uh, he's one of the, he's one of the guys we hung out with a good bit and, uh, he's a big timber framer. Uh, he, he mills and logs and does all this cool stuff. And on his channel, you want to see a lot of time it's just him. So if you're like, can I do it by myself? You can watch him get inspired doing these great timber frame projects. And I'm, I've been watching him and talking to him and trying to figure out how I can get a little timber frame office in my, my new backyard. And I know we've been talking about that a lot on the right. channel. So, um, it's nice to meet these people who know what they're doing. So I don't just have to go off only like the book I read and some other things. Right, I have yeah. some contacts now we can figure it out and, uh, try to get something done. So I think he's the same on Instagram. Uh, yeah, the tradesman channel. Um, yep. Good stuff on YouTube. Great long videos, and he he does awesome work. Yeah, Jim is a really good guy. He um he he's been following our channel and also the Instagram for quite a while. He com comments often, and uh, and he came up. We were all working on the timber framing, and he came up. He said, "Hey, man, Dustin." He's like, "Hey, it's Jim from the Tradesman Channel," and I was like. Oh, the Tradesman Channel, Jim. What's going on? It was like another one of those things. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. that was like all weekend. I was like, "This is my. This is yeah. You might know me, right? You know me by this handle." Mm. And uh, and we ended up hanging out with Jim because he came up on his own. So we hang out, hanging out, end up hanging out with him a lot. And he uh, stayed that night, Saturday night, when originally he was going to go home. Just you know, he's just going to come for the day. So <laughs> he was a good guy. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, man. Well. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to hear more about Maker Camp, make sure you check back in with us next week. Um, I will say that we will uh, definitely have Justin on, but that's always a 99% because you never know. Life <laughs> is life, right? So something can Definitely 99% have him on. Yeah. <laughs> our plan is to have him on next week. We're going to record with him hopefully earlier in the week. Maybe we'll get to... We'll talk about this. Maybe maybe record with two different people next week to build up that uh, backlog of of uh, of cool podcasts for you guys. And so you know, make sure you listen in uh, if you want to support the channel. Again, we really really do appreciate it. Even though we we're saying how we want to do something other than just saying that we appreciate it, but <laughs> it's you know you don't have to support us financially. But those of you who do, we really appreciate it. So if you know if you want to. If you want a way to do that, you can go over to patreon.com slash the art of craftsmanship and support us there. Um, and you can just share it, you know, tell your friends about it, like let them know what's going on. If, if people are interested in, if you were at maker camp and you know, some people who want to hear something about it, tell them to listen to this episode, tell them to listen to the next week and they'll get all sorts of good information. Um, and then nice. obviously what we really want people is to go over to YouTube and subscribe there and watch our videos. That's where we get to, uh, hopefully inspire more people to make things and get inspiration from those of you who comment and like and subscribe. It all makes a big difference. Yeah. That's it. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.